Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of Trilove. Police story and our discussion of it include content that some listeners may not want to hear, including violence towards women played for comedy. We touch on those topics in our discussion. Here's the episode. Hello, I'm John Waters, and I'm supposed to announce there is no smoking in this theater, which I think is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of in my life. How can anyone sit through a length of a film, and especially a European film, and not have a cigarette? But don't you wish you had one right now? Mm, 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 mm. And I'm telling you, smoke anyway. It gives ushers jobs. And if people didn't smoke, there would be no employment for the youth of today. So once again, no smoking in this theater. Try love everybody. Is this the intro? Uh, I don't know the intro. I mean, it's a, it's a shout uh, outs to special guest Courtney roundtable discussion. Thank you very much for listening to Try Love, uh, a literal roundtable dis- podcast. You think you can fucking get it? You fucking get it? You a discussion. It's so a hot literal, in here. Literal roundtable podcast about the movies we saw at the Trilon Cinema in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are on Twitter at TryLovePodcast, and you can find us there. Uh, my name is Jason. Ever. Hey, hold up real quick. Uh, so if you are recording a podcast, right, and you forget to hit record, is that just a discussion? No, because there's like a certain level of um, Also joining us is craft. Cody Narvison, fresh Here. off of his big uh, Don't. Quidditch Victory. semifinals win. Woohoo! All of that is made up. Just like Harry you Potter. You can find me on Twitter somewhere, but what is after your Twitter that, it, uh, I'll pass on that. Thanks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he doesn't want to get hate from the Ohio people that he trounced this weekend. That he just decimated. Get fucking wrecked, Ohio. Nobody are fucking dead, dude. Podcast, so I'm not concerned. And that is Harry Mackin. Yeah, that's me. Fuck Ohio. I was born in Ohio. I'm Aaron. You Gross were born in Indiana. Sorry. Jason skipped over me because I did one on a tangent, which is fair, but... Uh, yeah. Podcasts are all about tangents, though, right? Uh, yeah, the more I tangents you go on, the better the podcast. The less, the further you stray from your actual point, or like that. that te- the further you stray from God. I like a podcast that has Every like day. an episode name that's like a very pointed. You know, hey, we're gonna like for instance, right now we're gonna talk about police story, but then they just don't talk about it. That is. Do you want to just not talk about pure. police story? No, I would actually like to talk. About, I like police story, so I think we should talk about it. Well, uh, you said that you wrote up a summary, so you can talk about police good. story a little bit. Well, I would like somebody to naturally give me a segue. He just into, did it. No, no, no. Into 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 not having it. Me speaking being, of the stories no we tell each other on tangents. Aaron, what's tell a police me, story? Tell about? me a police story. Okay, so a uh, police story, right? Uh, Jackie Chan. This is a 1985 film, by the way. Jackie Chan plays Inspector Chan Kakui. Is that uh, sound yeah, that's correct pronunciation there? Sure. He's a police officer uh, involved in a sting operation uh, to arrest notorious mob boss Chu Tao. Um, uh, it's in a shanty town. There's like this big kind of starting action sequence. Where are we? Uh, Hong Kong. And uh, Kakui eventually manages to apprehend uh, the mob boss uh, after stopping him from fleeing on a bus. Um, later, Kakui is uh, disciplined for the destruction caused in the raid, but he's also, uh, due to kind of just the, the high-profile nature of the sting operation, also kind of a local celebrity with the media. He's like the face of the uh, uh, police for a little while. Um, and so while Chu Tao is awaiting uh, trial for his crimes, uh, Kakui is given the duty of uh, protecting the crime boss's former secretary uh, as she plans to testify uh, against him in court. And kind of from there, hijinks ensue. Uh, I literally wrote hijinks ensue. Um, Classic. You said it, too. 
I did you wrote say it. You said it. it. So that's we kind of agree. the, the kickoff of the movie. about this. Um, can, can, I, can I bring up a topic for quick discussion at the beginning? Is it a tangent topic? Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's related. This is a segment called Try Love Topics. So I have a very like long history watching martial arts movies growing up. I'm just wondering if if do you guys like grow up watching a lot of Jackie Chan movies? Um, was that something you regularly a, did? A lot, I wouldn't say, but the same ones many times over. I watched a lot of Drunken Master and a lot of all of the Rush Hour movies as a kid. Okay, nice. Um, I watched Mr. Nice Guy a lot, uh, at least two or three dozen times, I would think. Um, Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights quite a bit, too. Um, Those are the Owen Wilson ones? Yeah, the ones are Owen Wilson. Yeah. yeah, they're fine, but... Yeah, I watched those a lot. I watched Shanghai Noon a lot, and I watched Jackie Chan Adventures a lot. Oh, yeah. I watched Jackie Chan Adventures. Never saw that. Jackie. Good. I shouldn't. Shouldn't break out the (laughs) antiquated Chinese man accents. It's a good show. It it was a good show. I think it's it's definitely gone now, right? Oh, yeah, for like 15 years or something. God, I'm getting old. What was the Hidden Temple something? What was the... Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple? Is that him? Was he in the On Nickelodeon show? Gas? Oh, okay, I did I not have TV growing up, so I don't know why I kind of so thought that was a Jackie Chan thing. Today. Well, I guess if we're just going... Uh, I remember there was what, Boy in what, Boy Meets World. Was that okay. Jackie Chan? Right, I didn't deserve this. I don't know. This is kind of funny, though. I don't think wow, we can follow that up, so let's just keep talking about the movie. <laughs> How did you watch the Jackie Chan movies if you didn't have a TV growing up? Uh, so we I, we would rent like a ton of movies, like probably you twice didn't a have, week we would go. You didn't to have the, tele- like broadcast television. Yeah, you I had, had a TV. Television. Home I had one of those big box, like the yeah, big old fucking thick ass TVs. Uh, First, it's that he doesn't have a TV. Now it's that he doesn't have. Cable. No, when when someone says I didn't have TV flopping. growing up, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I played Nintendo. Like I watched VHSs, but I did not. I have played cable. Nintendo. I did. Nintendo 64. That Hell was my yeah, shit dude. growing up. It was not as cool as the PlayStation or PlayStation 2 kids. Clearly cooler. But Jackie uh, Chan had he a, certainly had a 64 video, video game, right? I'm, oh, uh, yeah. You, you look that up. I bet I'll, there's I'll like several going. Rush Hour video games. Uh, yeah, there's like a Rush Hour like Game Boy. I'm 100% sure there's a Rush Hour Game Boy thing, which is like a little side-scrolling piece of shit. Um, yeah, but, all uh, those Game Boy licensed games are not great. Yeah. Except uh, the... Um, uh, Larry Boy, based on the VeggieTales I bet that's property. not good. That, that can't, can't be good. Be good. You're, that can't be good. That's, it was that's awful. It's Christian? one of the worst video games I've ever played. Okay, good. I was going to say it's a licensed like Game Boy game that is also Christian. That's like the ho- the holy trifecta of bad video game. It's like explicitly How religious. How do you explain Nier Automata? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm flabbergasted that we're talking about VeggieTales. <laughs> Cody, Cody's upset really we're talking about video games again. Get used to it. <laughs> But he's like VeggieTales and video games. I'm legitimately like, curious about the Jackie Chan video game situation. Yeah. Uh, no, so I, we used to we literally go to the video store probably twice a week, and I do remember uh, like where I grew up in Saint Cloud, Minnesota. The it's now uh, like a brewery. Um, <laughs> shout out to the brewery. Everything Saint Cloud, like Minnesota. a restaurant <laughs> brewery, and that's that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and no, we would go there, and I remember like the specific wall that had like the like martial arts movies. It was like the martial arts movies, and then like below on the shelf was like the anime movies, and that was like we used to just get martial arts movies all the time and wow, watch them. We were probably in the same section, except I was in Maple Grove and I was in the anime section. Yeah, you were in the kung fu. We probably our, our lives were intersecting. Yeah, we I was going to say, is the movie your other. name based on the? <laughs> it's based on me and, me and Aaron. Wow, what a great reference, Cody. It's a very good reference of a very good movie. Wow. We really brought it home. I did it. No, so I watched a lot of Jackie Chan. It has probably been like 15 years since I saw this movie. Oh, yeah? Where does this one rank for you? Uh, among Jackie Chan yeah. movies? Uh, it's good. It's, you know, 
I would say that you know even among like his more popular movies, like I'll probably watch Rush Hour One over this. To be real honest, which is maybe a bad take, uh, but. I had like a weird, like semi-religious experience watching this movie, and that it 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 is such like a weird movie, and it defied like every single like norm of filmmaking. Police story, you're saying? Yeah, police story. Uh, and I loved it, but like also there were like so many things that didn't work, but also yes. they kind of didn't matter. Yeah. But they kind of did at the same time. And I, I remember I was just like scratching my head. Uh, I may have just been extremely like sleep deprived. Uh, you weren't with it. us either time we watched this. No, you? I didn't. We we saw this at the Trilon. Yeah, uh, me, Jason, and Cody did. Uh, you were not there for some reason. I don't know why we have to call people out on every. No, I was just trying to figure out when <laughs> yeah. we because Trilon like I, I had a, we had similar experiences. I think the first time the three of us watched this movie, it was like tough to get a handle on. Right. With frequent uh, Try Love guest Emily Sui as well. Right, shout out to Emily. She Sui, joined yeah. for the first one, and yep. the, like very, very good watching experience. Frankly, like the plot the kind of went by me. But no, this I mean, was when we were at Cody's. Oh, okay, Cody's. yeah. We, he picked up the uh, Criterion Blu-ray. It's a great sure. Criterion. Which is a really shout good re-release. Criterion. Yeah, having, they usually pick good movies. Having watched another version of this yet last night to catch up, um, I can say that this was that like the Criterion release is a significantly improved version over anything else you can find. Uh, I'll be collecting my check from Criterion and Janus Films. And you can borrow it as soon as I get uh, Stray Dog back. Yeah. No, I'll, uh, the DVD of Stray Dog. The DVD of Stray Dog. I will just get your rate. shit together. I've Criterion? Been, Jesus. I've been just like shoving a DVD of yours down my pants every time I go over to your apartment and just like walking weirdly out of your apartment. Your wing like, goes through the hole in the <laughs> Stop. I have like 47 t- different DVDs of Cody that I've just smuggled out it does uh, though, right? in my shirt. Him weenie go through the hole. <laughs> It does though, right? Hello. Uh, we should. Uh, we should talk about the movie. Uh, so, so the uh, movie. You, you have the video game page pulled up, Jason. Yes, I didn't want to. He, he uh, unofficially much. licensed a an NES game back in the day. It didn't have much to do with his actual career. And then I guess the most directly related to Jackie Chan game there is is Jackie Chan Adventures, released on the PlayStation Two and the Game Boy Advance. Is there a Metacritic score? Hell yeah. What, uh, go to the reception. 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 Oh, 75% from Games Master. GameSpot Game gave it an 8.3. That's yeah. a good That's fucking solid. game. Nintendo Power gave it a 4 out of 5, but they were shills. They uh, were hey, go to GameSpot and look up the review for uh, Yakuza 0. What are we doing right now? You son go, of a Go to bitch. GameSpot, GameSpot, Yakuza 0 review. I just want to know what the score is. Jackie Chan Adventures got an 8.3. I'm just curious what it got. Aaron's doing this to hurt me. Oh, I yes, I am. It won't work. I will end him once you, and for are, all. I know. I know. Harry's a Yakuza stand. What if are you? This is lower than eight point three. Eight out of ten. My name is Cody Narvison. I don't know what's going on because video games are just kind of beyond me. Scroll, scroll to the bottom. So much scroll to the Cody's bottom. Scroll right to the now. fucking bottom. <laughs> Yakuza Zero is perhaps the best game that came out this generation. Not but according unfortunately, to game one. Unfortunately, the combat becomes formulaic and. Inconsistent presentation. What does that even fucking mean? I mean, Unfortunately, you gotta read the review. I mean, you can't just look. You know. Oh, I bet they're talking about how there's three different types of cutscenes. There's the cutscenes that are uh, cutscene cutscenes, and then there's the weird sort of like interstitials with the the comic book. Cody has just slowly melted through the floor yeah. as this discussion is going. Anyway, we're going to yeah. talk about yeah, Jack story. Going Con- back, conversely, play Yakuza Adventures Zero on the PlayStation Two has no positives and. No negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it God. is a formless void. Uh, you cannot judge it. You just accept it for what it is. The utility of the cup is in its emptiness. It's yes. it's a vessel in which you can pour yourself. Yeah, to the learn. nether. It gets a solid like eight five for me. Anytime, anytime. The video game is literally just a mirror upon which we look into and see ourselves. Eight point three out of ten. Society. 
Um, so the Cody's probably, a better game critic than we are. <laughs> the uh, the climax of this movie is probably the most famous scene, but I, I think for me, the, I think the opening, opening of the scene. Yeah, I was going to mention the opening of the movie, which is a, a giant like stingray on a kind of like a shanty town mm-hmm. uh, that eventually ends up with just several cars, just like full on demolishing this village. Yeah, um, it's clear in the movie that they built the entire shanty town for the express purpose of demolishing it with cars. Uh, yeah, it looks amazing. I it looks like this must have cost this one scene must have cost millions of dollars to make. This is the most pretentious shit in the entire world. You know what this reminded me of while I was watching it? It reminded me of the stairs scene from Hidden Fortress. Oh yeah, yeah. And That's I was, like, a great reference. It, we have a Hidden guess. Fortress episode. I know, but it's like comparing this movie to Hidden Fortress, like yeah, prestige level, whatever. Like, I don't know. This movie obviously they both holds have Criterion up. releases. That's a good point. That's the ultimate indicator of if a movie is high art or not. Criterion both release. Picaresque in certain. Yeah. They both showed at the uh, uh, Trilon Cinema in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah. Shoutouts to the Trilon Cinema. <laughs> Follow them at at Take Up on Twitter. Yeah, so it's it's this shanty town, and the camera is pulled back like a quarter of a mile and there's just like it's like four cars at once driving through this whole village in it's it's spectacular and it's like the kind of thing you know there's there's a scene that's similar to it uh in like a fast and furious movie and it's all like close-up shots and it's amazing to see this from a distance um i kind of could not believe what i was seeing for a little bit yeah the opening scene not only is it just like bombast and spectacle but like it's very well coordinated uh with like again just imagining the logistic pressures of putting any scene in any movie together and realizing that you have to do that with two independent drivers through an exploding town and make the color scheme work really really well weirdly like the colors in this movie they're riding through yet like bright yellow laundry and then bright red laundry and just like it's a beautiful thing to witness i love that scene. and that's uh that's jackie chan's whole claim to fame right and like like clearly on display throughout this movie is that his uh his sensibility when it comes to stunts uh, was and like maybe is still unmatched mm-hmm. yep. in terms of like holding the camera still, having long shots, clearly depicting the action in the frame, and not sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, chickening out, uh, but holding the camera where it is so that you can see clearly visually the action and the details of the action as mm-hmm. opposed to um, chopping it up. And uh, that definitely happens in this scene yep. too. It's really cool to see it in a car chase. Uh, yeah, it is It is pure spectacle. And also, shout out to Jackie Chan. He directed this movie. Yeah. Uh, he was the director on this, not just Writer the, and director. Kind yep. of the leading yeah. man. Wrote and directed this movie. And, uh, Written, his, directed, and starring Jackie Chan. And uh, with the main threat. theme performed by. That's right, yeah. Sorry, wait. He sings the he theme. He sings the, the main theme. I'm sorry. You heard me. Did they dub over his great. track in the English version? So I did not see the dub of Police Story 1. Oh. We're going to talk about Police Story 2. I did see the dub of that, which is an amazing thing. Uh but no, I I guess I just didn't pay attention to the song. Was it during like the, the montage sequence? Yeah, that's when he okay. starts singing. And like, it's sung over the main, main theme, theme from Police Story. That's yeah. great. I do have the lyrics in English. If we ever did want them to be recited, is it yeah, is that it. a now thing? Should we do that later? I don't know. We I think that's a, the next Flesh Baby song. We're not going to pl- record the police. We're going to do a Flesh Baby is one Akira song and then one cover of Police Story. I think what <laughs> we're going to what we're going to do is we're going to do one for every episode, right? Yep. New song for every episode. Uh, do you want to recite the lyrics? Um, I don't know. What do we even? Are there want any to choice do? lyrics? Are there any choice lyrics in there? Uh, uh, this whole thing, like, it's very, very cornball. Um, I don't know if that's like just Jackie with the Chan. translations and like the closest thing they could find was like really, I don't know, just like ambiguous, semi-inspirational. 
uh, is, diction. It, is, it, is it more or less embarrassing than like transliterations of Japanese anime like themes and songs? Because those are some of the most embarrassing things in the entire I'll, world. I'll, here, I'll read. I'll read the main the main chorus and like that, like just a little snippet. If we want to read the whole thing, we can. Um, Forward, I must go. As consequences are known to one's own self, on the double, I must soar over the clouds. On the double, beautiful. Without, without yeah, you, you space that shit out a little weirdly. Just put like a little dash rupee core at the end. Like <laughs> I swear to fucking god, think about it. Think about it. Could be a rupee core. Jackie Chan is many things. He's a poet. Do you think he wrote that song? Like oh, he performed it. He had to have. Yeah, most uh, definitely. It's kind of. Like I think a, they say in the credits, but I don't remember. He who, is a yeah. poet. A performer, a writer, director, um, a philanderer, a tax evader. <laughs> he was named in the Pan- Panama Papers. Oh, yeah. oh! I mean, everybody who makes yeah, more than like three hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollars a year I was, was named, named in the Panama, Panama Papers. Yeah. Uh, this scene, the opening scene with the car chase, on third watch, this was for me um, uh, ever of this movie. All of them having been within like the last month and a half, which must be a record for me watching the same movie three times in that in like a sixty-day yeah. span. Um, but the thing that I thought about this scene, it's great for, like, getting your attention and, like, really getting things going, just a real cold start to the movie. Uh, but it, like, never quite matches that level of bombast until the very end yeah. of the movie, like the yeah. final scene. Uh, so for me, it's it's a great scene in itself, but as far as, like, setting the stage for the rest of the movie, the rest of the movie plays it very conservatively compared yeah. to this. And there's, that's, there's little moments here and there, right? right? Like, there's little fight scenes that Oh, yeah, oh, well, I mean, that's a, I think that's a pretty... Uh, well-considered criticism of the entire franchise, or at least of Police Stories 1 and 2, is that they they feel a lot more like discrete scenes than they feel like movies that have a sort of natural um, pacing to them. Uh, Like, it's never more obvious than at the start of Police Story 1 that, like, this scene was was there before the rest of the movie was, and it was like, this is, like, the scene, and we're going to write a a movie so that we can do this. But, like... Like, The Sting could work as a short film. It has the arc of a short film mm-hmm. where, like, there's so much buildup to it where, like, the people are, the cops are in the shantytown. We keep cutting between the cops and the cops receiving their um, assignments in the station and then going back out to the shantytown and then things go wrong and it escalates and you it even turns a, into a shootout. You even have a subplot where one of the cops has stage fright and can't shoot his gun to kill the bad guy. It's like an appetizer sampler pants. of, like, all the different types of, like, filmmaking that just like all the different types of editing like that cross cutting between just like the police kind of you know classroom setting with like the people in the field that they're going after Operation like, Wild Boar yes what it's called yeah, the Hell co- yeah. like the covert <laughs> it's ops it's a good ass name it's so yeah. good it's like Jackie and Co setting up um, and then like the gunfight sequence which is like equally amazing as the teardown of the shantytown. Also, I'd love a supercut of everybody on this episode saying shantytown. Just all the, every time it's mentioned. Every time it's mentioned. I'll, I'll let mine in shantytown. I shantytown. Had to town. That Perfect. Uh, so Edward Tang, who uh, this is from Wikipedia. I'm not uh, coming up with this info on my own, but Edward Tang, who uh, wrote the film with Jackie Chan, um, uh, structured the film uh, very purposefully. Around a list of like locations and props, so that yeah, that's kind of totally why it makes feels sense. Like that. It totally feels like which it. Is, yeah, it's like let's have a mall scene, which let's have the feels, shantytown scene, which now feels like a hallmark of every great ja- Jackie Chan movie. Like sure. again, like, Drunken Master, which was way before this, and uh, Rumble in the Bronx, and, Project A. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's no. just an alternative sensibility to most filmmaking, and I think maybe um, 
along with with us being sort of uh, ignorant into Hong Kong cinema when we watched it, um, mm-hmm. and still, but uh, when we first watched it, it was it was a strange and interesting experience, right? Because it didn't really feel like a lot of movies we'd seen. Um, and I think that's probably why, right? Is because it's paced for a different sensibility, where it's it's clearly paced towards like we have a list of really good sort of tentpole scenes that we want to deliver, and some of them are comedic, some of them are action oriented, a lot of them are uh, combinations of both. But we're gonna we're gonna make those scenes happen. It feels like a Charlie Chaplin movie in a way. Oh yeah, yeah. In in that like uh, he was. Uh, no, maybe I'm thinking of Buster Keaton, but Chan's like hero he's of Buster Keaton. He's often okay. compared yeah, to. Yeah, it makes yeah, that same. Right. We're we're right. Where it's like like the the comedic scenes go on in those movies. Yeah, way too long for a traditional movie, and to the point where you sort of start to lose the plot in your mind, and oh, it yeah. becomes like about something else. It becomes about this scene or that scene. I keep thinking about the Great Dictator scene, where there's that scene where Hitler just is like he has a balloon. He's of the, dancing the with world. the globe. Yeah. Or it's not Hitler, Jesus, uh, but. <laughs> It right. is, it's it is, it's it Charlie is Chaplin who eventually yeah. like like dresses up as Hitler. Like yeah, gets confused. But but and he's just uh, like um, trying to keep the world up. And yeah, it's, it's a balloon, and like it's a good scene and it's a good metaphor. But it goes on for like literally six minutes. Yeah, uh, and and to the point where you forget what else is happening in the movie, and it's yeah. just like, oh, I get it. Like this is just a. Com- That's kind of what police story feels like to me. Is that like during the great action scenes, you forget what else is happening in the mm-hmm. movie? Kind of. Yeah, I. You, you don't, okay. but you know. Yeah, yeah, my one of the things that I thought of on this on this third watch through was not antithetical to that, but maybe explained by that is that I found this movie to be pretty well paced, and I don't think it is actually. I think it just sort of goes down smooth because of that. It's so fun great, because the great scenes are very like quick moving and fast and fun, and then you have ones like the mid. It's about halfway through the movie where uh, it's after he has it's after the scene in which um, he has quote unquote protected. Uh, uh, Selena Selena Fong from um, from his own comrade, and they've staged uh, a break in to make her afraid, and it's, yeah. it's post that scene, but um, where it's just before he is uh, with the, the scene with the telephones, where he's trying to juggle so many different calls at once, and he just steps in a pile of shit on his way to the office. That's right before that scene. It's literally just the yeah. scene before that. He like that scene has no bearing anywhere else. It's like a good 90 seconds of him stepping in shit and then break dancing to get it off. He moonwalks. moonwalking. He does, he does, he does a moonwalks. full moonwalk. Yeah, and it's perfect. It another is, it is an incredible another to like, la- add to the list of things that Jackie Chan does. I was going to say just like great flex. Poet, yeah. philosopher, philanderer, tax evader, <laughs> martial moonwalker. artist, moonwalker. Yeah. Uh, he should have had a video game about moonwalking. Yeah. To, to what would you call that uh, that video game? Jackie Chan's. Well, there's the Michael Jackson moonwalking oh, game, dancer right? Works too. What was it called? This, it was called this, was, this was the bit. Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I just I kind of stumbled uh, into that. That, joke that video making. game didn't exist. Uh, Jackie Chan invented moonwalking. Um, I'm down 1985. for that. 1985. Michael yeah. Jackson's canceled. We're just uh, yeah. let's just go with Jackie, Again, Jackie Chan's also canceled though. Nah, no. But that's that's <laughs> my point is like that this movie objectively has like those. Uh, it, it looks like a sawtooth wa- like sound wave. It must be of like excitement to comedy to like seriousness yep. to funny, uh, and it just like keeps vacillating between those so quickly that it's very very hard to even like find find the ridges, find the seams between them. Is it oscillating or vacillating? Vacillating is to switch between two different, two different things. Oscillating is to I only know it in the context of a fan, fan like, go going back, back and forth. No, we I could mean, use I'm a fan, a fan in here, boys, because yeah. it is hot. It is hot in here. Shoutouts to summertime. Uh, 
to speak to both those points, I, I think Harry, you had mentioned that, like the, the action scenes go on for a little too long. Where you like kind of I don't lose think the plot. so. Yeah, well, but yeah, I know what one. you're for 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 a traditional sensibility. I feel yeah. like uh, I think it's kind of interesting that the comedic scenes uh, and there's certainly a lot of comedy in the action scenes. Yes. and there's a good amount Again, of action in the comedic scenes. Yeah, as well. that's the Jackie Chan signature, right? Yeah, is that like I feel like, and this is probably an ignorant opinion because lots of uh, movies were doing this, but like. Like, maybe one of the best parts of Jackie Chan movies is I feel like he watched kung fu movies and he was like, man, like, the best kung fu movies are the ones that are also kind of funny. And, yeah. like, why don't I do that but just, like... For like, a whole two hours. And, and, like, really drive home that, like, comedy is the purpose of what what's happening. Because, man, there's nothing better than funny kung fu scenes. <laughs> there's nothing. The be- it's yeah. the best thing in the world. <laughs> um, and, and so even the comedic scenes, though, go on long enough to, to a certain point where you kind of start questioning like what is even going on right now in this scene um, and the comedic scene shouldn't work and a lot of times they don't work like you mentioned the scene where uh, a member of the police force uh, works with Jackie Chan yeah that scene doesn't really work to uh, uh, the ladies uh, Jackie Chan's apartment or is it I think it's the ladies apartment it's, it's Selena yeah. she's Selena, Selena, Selena Fong just she, great apartment she's, she's a secretary yeah, a nice to the bad guy to Mr. Chu yeah. who is being turned states or uh, witness Yep. for the prosecution. Um, and so the uh, Jackie Chan is assigned as her protection detail. He, She is not having it. He's not having it. And so he decides to stage one she, of his Right. She refuses detectives. to cooperate with him. And so he hatches a plot with his uh, fellow police officer to pretend to assault her in her home uh, while she's changing, which, like, I think yep. probably, probably the big reason, the biggest reason why a lot of the comedy in this movie doesn't work is because it has really sexist sensibilities. It like is specifically it is a really sexist. A super 1985 uh, movie. Like, the distance between here and Hong Kong has not changed, like, shitty comedic sensibilities of the 80s, right? Yeah, the first person that Jackie Chan hits in this movie is Selena, which really fucking blows. Um, That scene's sexist. Uh, Later on, it's a total unforced error, but the scene with the phones, where he... The the comedy is that he's juggling phone calls. He's the only person in the police precinct. He has, like, six phones. He has, has, like, two in each hand. Right, and and he's, like, kicking them to, like, bring them to his his face and, like, like keep the plate spinning. It's an amazingly well, like, well physical comedy. And really well done physically uh, sorry it's it's great yeah. physical comedy but like the the just the crimes that are they chose to it's incredibly offensive are very offensive and very upsetting there's like one of them is like we'll do a content warning i guess but like one of them's a rape and it's just like why is that in this yeah it, it could have been like the 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 comedy has nothing to do with the crimes themselves yeah like it could have been anything and right. they chose to make it a rape and then they chose it to make it like oh it was a rape that happened a year ago right and one of the com- comedies of that is supposed to be that it's not a big deal now yeah. because real, it happened a year right ago. real sweet punchline it's like why are you just bringing this up it's now? like what right. the fuck it's like, what movie <laughs> yeah. is this and what like doing? like it's literally like oh i was raped and then he's like oh please hold and then it's like oh somebody stole my cow and like the juxtaposition of those is supposed to also be funny, yeah. and, and it's just like it's such a like utter departure from any sensibility that is comprehensible yeah. to me. It's just like how could they have thought that this was funny instead of just very upsetting? But like yeah. somebody did, right? Because that is played super like as a funny scene. Every aspect of that, for like somebody found that funny, right? Not to defend it at all, right? I mean, presumably Jackie Chan found it funny. Yeah, because wrote it because yeah, he's all over the place. Uh, that scene ends with. Um, Another recurring theme of the movie, which is that a lot of the trials and tribulations Jackie, Ch- Jackie Chan gets himself into in this movie, I guess Chan Kakui gets himself into this, in this movie, are completely and utterly useless, and ultimately, like, by the end of the scene, are proven to be, like, a farce from the beginning. Like, at the end of that scene, 
Uh, there's one last phone that he is fi- like he takes all the phones off their hooks so that they don't ring while he's trying to have lunch. Uh, and then there's one phone that he didn't do that for that he didn't take off the hook. He picks it up and it's just the phone company just testing by and <laughs> like it is a really good punchline to that. That's fairly yeah. shitty scene. Yeah. But like there's this movie is funny. Like it. it oh yeah. I think it hits more than it misses. It just misses a it lot. It Misses pretty badly when it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in ways that are like not. I kind of like started just like. I had like an out of body experience watching some of these scenes because I was like, there's like something that's like so weird and like such a piece of like a, just like an offensive one off joke, and then it's like the funniest thing in the world happens right after right. that. It's it's yeah. wild. I I mean I think not to speak for you guys, but I think we felt very similar, right? Where like the the first time we saw this movie, we didn't feel positively about it, but we didn't necessarily feel negative either. We were just like like it was maybe the first time. And I'm an arrogant person, I guess, for saying this, but like it was one of the first times watching a movie where I was like, that movie is like beyond my ability to critique in any meaningful way. Because it was like, it just feels like it's from a sensibility that is so divorced from anything that I understand. Yeah. And like, I think it's because it's, it's, uh, Hong Kong cinema, right, of the 80s, and it's, like, of a culture and sensibility that I don't know very much about. But I definitely remember feeling like that. It was just, like, really alienating in a weird way um, because I didn't watch a movie that was not for me for, like, the first time in a while, I guess. (laughs) Go figure. Uh, Like, when it it is funny, when it is landing for you, you question why it's landing for you when the other parts that weren't funny, that were the exact same vein, didn't. Vacillate uh, between hitting so well and being so perfect and mm-hmm. prescient to like not working at all for me yeah, yeah it's wild yeah, sorry you, i interrupted you aaron oh it was weird seeing like juxtapositions like uh gaslighting jackie chan with like that f- faking the the home invasion to him getting hit in the face with is it three separate cakes or it's just two? Three, it's three separate cakes. The first time it's so not funny. The second time you're like, oh, this is even worse. And then the third time you're like, oh no, it's amazing. <laughs> it's it's actually amazing. And, and, and is it the third pie. time that that he like had the phone up to his face yes, or and something? Yeah. Imprint and, of the phone. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This movie's good when it wants to be. I yeah. Guess. Like it, it goes back to those, uh, Jason. What you were talking about with like the very um, frequent ebbs and flows of like. This is off-putting. Now it's really funny. Now it's like a great stunt. Mm-hmm. And it was so many things like very rapidly at once. Yeah. Uh, where this movie goes from there, of course, the setup at the beginning is that it's a sting that they're taking down the bad guy. The bad guy makes bail, gets out, uh, and then takes a personal vendetta against Jackie Chan's <laughs> character. Like, so it literally sees him on TV and then enlists one of the cops that he's bribed to go kill him at at great personal expense. It's th- Classic, like, the bad guy hates this dude so much that he will act against his own self-interest, like, yeah. dramatically in order to end this dude's life. Yeah. It's just, like, like he just, he can't help himself. Like, he sees Jackie Chan. It's actually pretty funny, the the extent to which he hates Jackie Chan, because, like, everybody loves Jackie Chan, right? And like Except this guy. When this guy <laughs> sees Jackie Chan's face, he's like, God, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious, yeah. The movie's turned from there, uh... It, it like uses all, a lot of the same tools, the, obviously the humor and the action and, and the comedy and the fighting, to tell like a, I guess a, just a tangent story to that. Like one, like you kind of like you said, kind of the first third is its own little, could be its own little movie of that sting operation and the bad guy going down, and then the second third and final third, uh, just are, are are sort of um, fallout from the bad guy getting overzealous and wanting to 
take down Jackie Chan personally rather than like pursuing his further business interests. Uh, the second movie in this series, uh, which we'll talk about later, um, uh, regrettably, I don't think it's worth talking about. But um, wow. the second movie in this series, shots thro- fired. I don't know if it was something that they heard that like some sort of feedback that maybe they got about the first movie, but it has way more plot rather mm. than just like a very straightforward bad guy wants Jackie Chan taken down, so he does this like you said at great personal cost and sort of sets up all these mouse traps to get Jackie Chan where he wants him, and then to uh, put in danger the love of his life and to, I guess, bring back around. Uh, by the very end of the film, bring back around something of his business interests, where like the incriminating evidence Selena takes from him is is he wants to, yeah he wants to kill Selena ball. Fong too yeah. right yeah I do think like in the first police story um, the one we're talking about on this episode not the second one yeah which, Jason which Jason thinks is doo doo and that's a pretty fair take I don't think it it's is doo doo I think it's police story poo. I think that's what you said before. That was me, actually. Oh, my mistake. It's just like the everything um, that is done in the first police story is done more or less to service the action set pieces or like the Jackie Chan slapstick. I think a really interesting thing that this one, the first one does is it, it pokes a lot of holes in what like the establishment of like a police station or what law enforcement is. Mm-hmm. Um, like when they bring Selena in there's that bit where, like, they don't ask her any further questions. They just, like, keep her in a room and, and don't talk for a period. And there's, like, a lot of behind-the-scenes things with the 16-year-old superintendent. Uh, just it's not actually 16. This was a, this was a joke. The, the guy who plays him, um, Lam Wok Hung, I believe, um, that's Superintendent Raymond mm-hmm. Lee, right? Yeah, that sounds He right. just yeah. looks really young. He's he really good. He looks really young. Really young. He, really young. He, just, he has a short haircut. He has he has big glasses He's got that kind of maybe exacerbate his He's yeah. played up as like yeah. the nerdy police officer who is in charge of yeah. the department. Right. Yeah. And like none of that is really done for any discernible reason, at, at least from what I could tell, other than to allow for even more slapstick for like when Jackie Chan is in a and police just a, station. It just characterizes the the whole establishment in a certain way, right? Yeah. And and kind of frames the the world in a certain way where mm-hmm. like yeah. like the, the police in this movie are like I wouldn't necessarily call them incompetent, but that's not wrong. It, it's like they're they're childish and sort of just sort of figuring it out, right? Well, they're they're all playing for status and position, right? Like from the beginning of the movie, uh, well, I guess not the beginning of the movie, just post the um, the uh, sting scene after the bad guy's been released from jail, Jackie Chan is brought back in to like uh, give his report on the crime and to. Um, uh, to prep for like the PR angle that they're going to have, and the bosses are just playing for promotion. They're just playing for status. They actually like, uh, and, and Jackie Chan, who's not, he's like painted as the um, not necessarily clean, but like by his own rules type of de- detective. Who's uh, that's his arc in the first police story. Is he kind of has like a weird, dirty, hairy arc? It's yeah. kind of bullshit, but it well. does. It doesn't super work. I mean this. When did Dirty? I should I should have looked up when Dirty Harry came because I definitely thought about the Dirty Harry aspect, but also you know this movie came out in 1985. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop was 1984, right? Like this is it's kind of in a it's middle tropey. of a trend of this 1980s uh, wave that was all about like renegade rogue cops. Um, also kind of fitting into like the weird like martial arts. Like I also kind of see this movie alongside a movie like The Last Dragon. You know what I mean? Hey, shout out um, to The Last came out Dragon. 1985. Yeah. Everyone should see The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon's very good. Landmark cinema. Uh, and and I was also thinking about that in terms of 
just for, not to go too far back, but we were briefly talking about the theme song for this movie. There are a lot of movies that just had theme songs. That's true. The Last Dragon totally has it. Beverly Hills Cop totally has it. This has it. And it's like, I kind of miss that. I wish, Me like, too. I wish John Wick 3 had like a John Wick song, you know yeah. what I mean? The John Performed Wick by rap, Keanu y'all. Reeves. Yeah, he could do it. My name is oh, John yeah. Wick and I'm here to say... Gonna shoot some guys up every day. Yeah. Way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry to go on that tangent. No, I, I'm Mr. Tangent this episode. Uh, DJ name. Cody is about to say something. Oh, no, it was going to be irrelevant and maybe unintentionally transitional here, but I wish John Wick 3 had a, a courtroom drama scene. Like, Me too. We, talk, we could talk about that scene. It's a great That's scene. A, uh, is it? Real quick, I don't. Yeah. It's like it's 20 not. minutes long. It's <laughs> super long. Uh, there's surprisingly little kung fu in uh, Police Story. Yeah. I, the first straight up fight scene in this movie is like 40 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, everything else is like, it's a lot of like running parkour and like hanging Cars out with driving buses, through stuff. Drive, buses. Yeah. 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 Um, I was just going to say, the, the police officer is jockey for position, but it's never sinister. It's dopey, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. all of the characters in this movie, especially the, the cops, are like sort of like well-meaning idiots. Uh, no one more so than Chen Kakui, who's this sort of like like very um, lovable doofus, basically. Mm-hmm. And they make him, it's telling that they make him their poster child. Right. Like, in any other world, he just led the uh, like destruction of like thousands of dollars of collateral. People's they say millions. Homes. They say millions, millions at the beginning. Millions, yeah. of pe- millions of dollars and like hundreds of people's homes in this slum, apparently. And then he's put on like recruitment posters. And they actually say there's, uh, I think it's the six, like 16-year-old chief has that line, I forget his name, but um, where he says, uh, like, if you wanted to live to 100, you shouldn't join the police force kind of thing. And, the, and his underling is like, well, that's actually pretty good. We should put that on our recruitment posters. And yeah, it's, it's, it's like... And, and that's, that's a joke that's repeated, right? Because uh, when, when Jackie Chan's character, Kakui, is being praised, he's like, well, it, it was the work of uh, the entire precinct. I couldn't have done it without my superior's plannings. And they're like, hey, that sounds great. You should make sure you say that when you're in there. <laughs> and then, like, three different characters v- quote him verbatim. And, like, the idea is that, like, these people don't know what they're doing. Like, we're, we're, they don't have ideas. They're just sort of, like, saying it. Right. You know? And nobody more so than Kakui. And it, it's sort of a weird way to make the police sympathetic, right? Like, I know that, that they were probably trying to think about uh, how to make police sympathetic because that's, that was a different sensibility. But, but for me, you know, anytime... Wow, I'm gonna g- go for it. But anytime the fucking cops <laughs> are the characters in a movie, I'm like, all right, movie, like you're gonna have to win me you over. Sell this shit really uh, hard. Yeah, <laughs> and, I'm, I'm with yeah, you. exactly. And it was like, it was sort of weirdly they kind of did it, except that Kakui is like such a fucking misogynist dipshit that it, it's tough. Yeah, but he's also Jackie Chan, and he wears yeah. great jackets. There's like a really good wardrobe. A major movie. side plot in this movie where he's having relationship troubles with this girlfriend, May, played by uh, Maggie Chung. Uh, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it who went on to be a really famous actor wait really yeah i didn't she know that. rules in this movie so it makes yeah. sense uh, but um she's not given a lot to do she mostly just kind of like rightfully compl- jackie chan is bad at in the, his character in this movie kakui is bad at literally every single thing in his life except for martial arts every single other thing talking to people his career like driving through poor people's houses every single thing he is completely incompetent at he, but like and then he starts fighting somebody it's like oh yeah okay I guess he has big Goku energy I've always this has always been my <laughs> I know I know but it's always been my fan casting I would love to see a Jackie Chan Goku movie he has the same energy Goku Jackie Chan has big Goku energy did anyway, seeing, seeing him on. in that Street Fighter 2 ad as Chun-Li not, not do anything for Wait, you Jackie Chan as Chun-Li hold up. I actually got a Snapchat from it was Logan Lafferty last night. He was watching some movie somewhere in public, and there was an ad for 
Street Fighter 2 that features Jackie Chan as Chun-Li. Ch- Chun-Li. Shout out the, to the, Logan. The, the character with Come the huge Come on the pod, thighs. Logan. Yeah. The, the female character. Yes. He plays Chun-Li. Yes. Okay. Right. It is a very, very good ad. Uh, send I need me to that, look please, that up. yeah. Um, to give Maggie Chung a little bit of context quick, uh, I haven't seen either of these movies. They're the ones that stand out most in her filmography to me, though. Um, Hero and In the Mood for Love are maybe two of her most They're famous movies. Yeah, they are. Okay, oh, I didn't. Oh, that's who that I've, is. I haven't seen Hero in a long time. Maybe it's not great. I d- that's her? Yeah. Oh, shit. And uh, In the yeah, Mood for Love good. is Long Car Why. It's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Jenny just watched it and said it was great. Shout outs to Jenny. Come on yeah. the pod. <laughs> yep. That's mean. She's uh, not should going I rewatch to. Hero? Uh, do you want to rewatch Hero? I gotta rewatch Hero. Yeah. I'd like I'm to kind of on like a martial arts kick. Now. Yeah, me too. I remember not liking it as much. Fifty percent. I didn't like it either. This is a segment we like to call uh, the Tri Love Boys making plans. <laughs> yeah, just should on we do the that? podcast. Should we do it? We should just wa- watch all martial arts movies. Just all martial oh, arts. Oh, speaking movies. of which, uh, I don't. This isn't relevant necessarily to anything. Uh, it's never stopped me before. Um, <laughs> we watched Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin at uh, the Trilon like, last year or yeah. something. Wow. It was before we were doing this podcast. Uh, that movie fucking rules yeah, it's amazing. unbelievably. It's, it's, uh, yeah. And everybody it's like top should five see it. Yeah. Martial arts movie. Like amazing. maybe ever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, nice. Well, now that great, rules. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, great segue. <laughs> yeah, what, also thanks for the invite. What elements of movies like 36th Chamber and other like earlier uh, martial arts do you see in this? Or is this just Way like to make a total that about twist? <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, just, just bring it around like a boomerang. Uh, because, like, obviously, Jackie Chan grew up watching, like, uh, Harry said, watching films, watch it like studying martial arts, yeah. realizing that when it was funny is when it was best. And there are some funny parts to um, Thirty Sixth Chamber. Yeah, uh, but it's like very funny looking movie. the most popular martial arts comedy is such a small part of it. So did he just like watch a lot of those and zero in on those things? What do you like? What is the connection there between earlier martial arts and and Jackie Chan martial arts movies? I mean, there's a, there's a there's a quality to the, you know he's known for stunts, right? But he, he's also like an incredibly physical actor, even when it's not stunt acting. You know, there's the the fight scene uh, in like a parking lot. It's just like a parking lot, right? It's like, the first some, big scene in the movie, yeah, right? The there's just like cars scene. around, and you're like, okay, what is he gonna do in this? And he's fucking flipping in and it's out of cars. He goes through a car uh, like a, a window. In a car, backseat like, to sideways, like backseat, and then hop like fish hops out the other window in like he half kicks, a second. He kicks a door off. He kicks a guy through the passenger window, and then like out the other side and over the top of the door, and then under the door. Yeah, it's like every man. I I think we said like after Police Story two, I was just like the the fun of these movies uh, and the fun of kung fu movies for me is that like they transform the way that you see the world right yeah. like they make you a more creative person I could kill a man with that car yeah, mirror it, now like, easily no exactly <laughs> it's it's like you look at a car after a Jackie Chan movie and you're thinking about all the ways Jackie Chan could do fucking yeah. flips off of it to like like yeah take some dude down it's a creative thing really it's I'm, it's unbelievable I think like John Wick has that yes you know I'm oh, not definitely. just to compare like the most popular like action series these days to like you know the the popular action movies of old, but like it does have that same level of creativity. Which even a movie like you know I like Mad Max Fury Road, but it doesn't really have that in the same manner. It's a different thing, right? right? Uh, although shout outs to Mad Max, the one sort of hand to hand fight scene in that movie does incorporate a lot of uh, prop with the, work with the pipe with the chain. with the pipe yeah. and the, he uses a car door to block it at one point. And there's Are we a talking chain about involved? Nux Furiosa and, and uh, Max was oh, okay. me. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. Um, that's a great movie. That John Wick is great. I think John Wick gets more shout outs on this podcast than any other movie Probably. but you're right like like John Wick is so. definitely <laughs> in the tradition of specifically Hong Kong Kung yeah. Fu cinema and yeah. and the hallmark of that is all about 
um, using your environment in action-oriented and also comedic ways to sort of transform the way that you think about a, a, a space mm-hmm. and the way that you can use a space in creative action sequences. So what was yeah. your favorite one of those in this movie? I really like the car sequence. Yeah. The opening sequence is great. Um, the last sequence in the... Um, the mall. The mall is amazing. Amazing. There's uh, some... Uh, oh, fun fact about this movie. Let me load up my notes app because I did write this down. really dope-ass, like, uh, They're in choreographed a, shots. Yeah. yeah. Like, very long, like, wide-angle, big jumps and stuff. They and make good yeah. on their foreshadowing from the first scene where... Every time somebody fires a bullet or throws a punch, glass shatters somewhere. Yep. Uh, I think at, at one point, Jackie Chan throws his elbow back and shatters some glass and then punches forward and shatters more glass. <laughs> Maybe that's in the sequel. But And then in, in the, the climax of this movie, they're in like literally just... Uh, a room of glass, basically, not like Enter the Dragon. It's like a showroom. Like, it's right, a yeah. showroom with like nothing but glass display cases. And That's damn, if jewelry. every single one of those display cases <laughs> isn't broken by the end. Somebody of Somebody drives like a motorcycle through it through at one it, point. Yeah. I mean, people. Oh. He's, he's doing there. motorcycle foo. He's hitting people with motorcycles. Some, mem- some members of the team apparently referred to this movie because glass of that story. Were you about to bring us uh, up? Yeah, this really? was my you fun fact. This. No, you sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, this movie was nicknamed by the team uh, Glass Story just due to the amount <laughs> of... Uh, it, it's like candy glass, not real glass, but it was the amount of glass broken in just the final climactic sequence. They called it Glass Story. Like, before Jackie Chan... Did, I think it was just one take, right? For that final Do you mean jump? the jumping? The fi- we the can fi- talk like about the, the jump. We want to talk about the jump. Um, I'm talking about, like, the final thing where he's sliding down. Yeah, so, like, that's to the set jump. it up, he's chased the bad guy all the way to this mall. Um, he's now uh, trying to get these documents that incriminate him and put him back in prison. But he... Uh, he jumps from like the top level of an escalator all the way, he, like fireman slides down a pole in the middle of this showroom, just bursting light bulbs and glass as he goes, and then falls to this soft area below. Um, but that uh, before that scene, before shooting that scene, apparently one of his stuntmen uh, hand, handed him he like said a Buddhist prayer for him and gave him like a like a prayer tablet or whatever to like keep with him as uh, I mean this isn't a this isn't anecdotal. This is this is true. Wikipedia. No, this is this, this is a thing yeah. that happened. Uh, but like, just put it in good his pockets luck. while like, he people, did the like it was scene. it was even by Jackie Chan stunt crew standards was a big fucking thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it shows they like they have uh, they, they do that. They replay the shot three times in the movie yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. So the the movie comes grinding to a halt to show <laughs> Kakui jump down this pole three separate times from three separate angles. And I'm like, you know what? Like, yeah. if you've got that shot, fucking, I would use it three times too. That's the kind of thing where it's like, again, it, do, it does not, like, it does not adhere to any sort of, like, filmmaking sensibilities that exist today. But, like, dude, you just this movie is all about just, like, this euphoric rush you get every, like, 30 seconds when shit happens. And it's like, yeah, rock a fucking replay that thing a million times. I will watch that entire sequence because it's, it's so good. Um, it's so creative. I yeah. mean, like I said, it just like it watching these movies and then you like you go outside and look around and you feel like you see the world differently. It's yeah. like playing a video game and like there are like environmental uh like, context sensitive things you can <laughs> My do. My eyes have already glazed yeah. over. And like, after you, after you play the video game, you go outside and you can see like the O button like hovering yeah. over like a car door <laughs> or something. It's the same thing with with this movie. I'm a, a huge nerd. Um, Hello. So- 
Oh, I was going to say, yeah. uh, to Jason, to correct your description a little bit, uh, oh, no. I think Chu Tao, is that the the crime lord here? Yeah. 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 Um, you said he was uh, running away with like a briefcase of documentation. Um, it's not just documentation, <laughs> it's his data. It's his data. Because at one point, he screams out, someone is stealing my data. Someone's stealing my data. <laughs> uh, great 1985 movie line. Yeah. Uh, Man, the... That mall sequence is so beautifully shot, and and um, the colors in it are so good. Like like there are all of these deep blues and like yeah. like red and uh, bright pink neon and like lots of yellow. Mm-hmm. And it's like the the prettiest nineteen eighty five like lighting that I maybe have ever seen in a movie. It and is, like it is like a greedy filter away from being a Nicholas Winding re- Winding Refn. Absolutely like, right. Like, like yeah. he was, he was obviously neon. inspired by it's. Man, it's and throughout the movie, it looks like that. And even Police Story 2 kind of looks like that, too. Like, when I think about the, these movies, I think about their color. Mm-hmm. And, I like, even the Criterion box sort of shouts that out, where it's like the Criterion box is, like, all brick red and yellow, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, like, in this movie, like, I think about the blues and the, the greens and, like, how pretty Hong Kong is and, uh, and, and those um, neon lights. And, man, it's just such a pretty movie. I'm liking this movie more as I talk about it. Uh, that's, I think that's every movie, though. Yeah, <laughs> we kind definitely. Of do that with every movie. I just I, I, I like uh, 400 Blows less after talking about it. Oh, oh less. Wow. Yeah. 400 Blows is a fine film. That's like maybe the most critically well-regarded movie we've talked about. <laughs> and he's like, man, eh, fuck it, hate it. I'm glad we didn't talk about Al Hussar Balthazar. Oh, uh, so oh. Um, I am fucking livid that you even brought that movie yeah. up. It's such a bad movie. Nice. Thanks anyway. for the invite. <laughs> Uh, we should talk. We'll probably talk about Maggie Chung more in Police Story Two. She's great in this movie. Yeah, um, she's, she's given a pretty thankless part yeah. because she's kind of naggy she's in like just a there really to, shitty to sort nag of, me, nag that, and yeah. then like support. And I, I'm not. Jam. I'm not saying naggy as in I found her naggy. I'm no. saying that that the the movie obviously sort of typecasts women in that role. Yeah. Um, Selena Fong is great in this movie, too. Bridget Lin is Selena Fong. Um, it's a damn shame, and well, I it mean, doesn't make any she sense. doesn't come back it's at so, all. It pisses me we off. We won't be talking about her in the next episode, yeah. because she's not in the second It doesn't movie. make any that sense. Sucks she's, like, ostensibly the other main character in yeah. this movie. Did they even write her out of the sequel, or was she just not there? She was, I, don't I don't think, think she, she was mentioned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They also... Uh, who's... Who's the Jackie Chan's girlfriend in this movie? May. Um, May. May. Uh, she stops being in the Police Story movies after the third one as well. Mm. After so, the third one. Okay. I don't know. She has a pretty major role in Police Story too, though. She does. They She's give her a whole subplot. Kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, what else should we talk about with Police Story? It's a, uh, it's a great... I, there, I don't know. It's there's, great. There's one stunt Jackie Chan did not perform himself in this movie. Uh-huh. It's the motorcycle. Oh, one. God. I was going to ask if anybody knew, could guess yeah, what it was. Yeah, it's the drive through the glass. Yeah. yeah. So when he, 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 he commandeered, <laughs> like, <laughs> suddenly, suddenly one of the uh, bad guys in the mall has hijacked uh, like a, a Mitsubishi motorcycle. A Mitsubishi motorcycle. And is trying to run down Jackie Chan with it. He gets kicked off and then Jackie Chan runs down him with it breaking through like a whole glass display case. Uh, Jackie Chan does like the full Tetsuo, right? Where he, he jumps up on the wheel of the, <laughs> the car and kicks the dude off in, in mid uh, while it's driving. Yeah. I, that's the Tetsuo, right? <laughs> we have to call that. That's the thing that Tetsuo does. But uh, man, what a good shot. Can, can I go back to the pole scene go really back. quick? Uh, Aaron just, always wants to go back to the I'm pole. Still, I don't. 
the scene where Jackie Chan's dancing on the pole. Right. Fine, Aaron. I, I you told have the myself floor. I wouldn't go back to the pole, but uh, no. Uh, oh, wow. 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 So no he got wow. really wow. fucked up by that stunt. Yeah. I don't yep. know if you guys. So the it's covered in like Christmas lights, like circling all the way around it, and it it heated up the pole. So when he jumped and he like just grabs onto it and spins three stories down a pole, uh, he got like second degree burns and it like fucked up his pelvis and his back. Uh, like they, real bad. They showed those injuries at, in the the quote unquote blooper reel at the end of the movie. Yeah, which is another Jackie Chan hallmark. I yeah, believe, that happens right? in a lot of ones, including Rumble in the Bronx. It just shows all of the stunts and when they go wrong and how badly it hurt Jackie Chan. Like Jackie yeah. Chan in uh, earnest pain. And it might bleeding. And it might be stuff. the scariest like thing. Yeah. Yeah. he's like movie. unconscious sometimes. It's, it's like it's scarier than any horror movie. Like even the one that really gets to me in Police Story is is there was like a minor problem where like he just hit his head on something and it didn't really look like a big deal and he just sort of flinches and then it showed like his bloody head and like there were people like like trying to like staunch the flow of blood coming out of his head yeah we'll do a content warning sorry uh Man, it scares the shit out of me. How did any, how did humans funny. work? It felt like uh, yeah. it felt like Koyaanisqatsi again, right? Where like the effect of seeing the sped up city in Koyaanisqatsi is like, how did all this work? Like, <laughs> how do we have a society? How don't people just collide with one another and die all the time? Well, especially because in ja- in uh, Police Story, you had two hours of like just mythically. Like uh, action scenes and stunts of mythical proportions, and you start finally, to take it for granted. Right? Yeah, it's you just, just assume yeah. that like these things are normal and done. Like I could do that sort of thing, and then well, finally, and for the last like ninety seconds of the movie during the credits, you see that clearly people like very rarely nearly came to death. Yeah. Doing these oh things. yeah, human beings had to do this. Right. So, like yeah. what happens when Jackie Chan is running full speed at a bus and like fails to grab it with an umbrella? Like how does his body handle that yeah. concrete? You never <laughs> even no, have well. to imagine that in the in, like in the actual play of the movie because right. it's very quick, it's very nicely edited, it's very smooth. Yeah. But and then you realize like wow, he probably did fuck himself up doing that a few times, at least a few times, right? I, th- I think, like, modern, you know, like, green screen, like, CGI-heavy filmmaking has, has kind of at least made me kind of lose sight of that, which is probably a good thing. Like, actors should not be endangering themselves just for, like, you know, like a, a cheap bit of approval from the audience. Um, but at the same time, yeah, the scene at the beginning with the bus, like he, it's a, it's like a double decker bus, and he's like hanging on a window with an umbrella, and he's actually doing it. And like thirty seconds into that scene, I went like, wait, that is Jackie Chan. You forget on that bus, yeah. I, especially in like you said in like twenty nineteen, we yeah. just assume like, oh yeah, like, like oh, that's not Chris Evans on the yeah. back of that spaceship, of course. Yeah, Which again, it's fine. It's yeah. perfectly right? fine. Like, like don't, don't kill yourself. Kill yourself. Do yeah. well, that is what makes movies like again to bring up John Wick and Mad Max again so much more, I guess, appealing and impactful yeah. in those in that sense because you are given to like accept the myth of that these things are happening, but still realize that they actually are. Like a lot of the stunts yeah. in John Wick are. Like actually done. Like uh, also, through, Mad Max. Uh, I was about to I would say, say like Mission Impossible is probably the yeah, best example that's a of that. Good but example. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Mad Max is too. Mad yeah, Max. Is I mean, like what actually was that one cats flying down director and... that said that about Mad Max Fury Road, where he was just like, uh, "Mad Max Fury Road scares the shit out of me. I don't know how anybody did it. I have literally oh, no yeah. idea how it was shot." <laughs> and uh, it's like a it, no, like a well known, a really well known right? director. Yeah. George Miller is like eighty nine. Like, what, what's going to happen? Like he's, he's like, no, I mean, uh, he's not. I don't think he is. I, he's like something like he is that. very old. He's in his what's the worst that happens? Him, he goes to jail for like thirty days. Like, you know what I mean? He's an old guy. 
It's, uh, it's insane. If some yeah. lonely stunt person dies, he just gets a slap on the wrist. I don't think anybody died. No, 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 no. no. They did have to Mad Max Fury Road fact cast here. Uh, they, I think they did have to like delay it because they were shooting it. Probably, I think in Australia, and it's like, well, there's fucking like storms and shit. Forgot that about that entire continent. Uh, another fun fact: the um, stunt people for uh, Max and Furiosa. Met on the set of that movie and got married. Aww. I find that very sweet. That's nice. so sweet. Uh, George Miller is 74. We can relax a little. Okay. Just a little. We got another uh, couple of Mad Maxes out of him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we do. I think there's studio trouble with uh, Got to get a Furiosa out. Just got to squeeze that Furiosa out. Just pinch that. it off. Have you read the script for the, or the, the sort of Wait, plot overview you? for the Furiosa, Furiosa movie? No. Looks real gonna, bad. I was going to accept it sight unseen. Oh, you I were mean, saying Jason you wanted the Furiosa movie? Just now. Real bad. Okay. And you were saying, you both were saying you didn't want the Furiosa movie. I do not. I've okay. seen the the plot overview and it it robs her of her agency in some very upsetting mm. ways. Oh, uh, I trust would that, that have been done bad. by George Miller, or who would? Do I don't that? know. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, back to the the montage sequence. Uh, that is like maybe the the purest distillation of joy. Just watching those Rush Hour, loved those in Rush Hour. Like, yeah, almost not almost all Jackie Chan movies. A lot of Jackie Chan movies, certainly the ones that were popular in America, have those at the end. Uh, and you always kind of feel bad for the people who are paired up with him in those movies because often they're buddy cop movies. And you're like, oh, you're in like 4% of this montage sequence because you you didn't actually do any of the shit that Jackie Chan was doing. Sorry, Owen Wilson, you are not in the Shanghai Noon or Shanghai yeah. Nights. Chris Tucker, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs> this is Jackie time. Yeah. Uh, but just wa- I literally had the thought while watching the one at the end of this movie, just like, fucking Terrence Malick could never do this shit. Like, this is a real film, motherfucker. <laughs> I had that thought. Jackie Chan's Tree of Life. I, would watch I don't think Terrence Malick that. could physically do those stunts either, though, to be fair. Jackie Chan's Days of Heaven? I would watch that shit. That would probably be an improvement. <laughs> it almost certainly would be an improvement. I watched, like, Jackie Chan go through, like, two panes of glass, and I was ready to give up any sort of, like, critically acclaimed <laughs> filmmaking for all time. Just watch action movies for the rest of my days. Fuck off, Badlands. <laughs> just, like, move to a hut out in, like, Nebraska and just watch Jackie Chan movies, like, every single day, and that would just be my life. If I if I had to choose one genre of movie to watch forever, it would probably be Hong Kong kung fu cinema. It's a lot of martial yeah, yeah. A lot of martial arts stuff. It's good, yeah. That's all I had to say about Police Story 1, I think. I mean, um, we didn't really touch the courtroom scene, but it is just like, it leans hard into the comedy part of this. The the non-action comedy doesn't often doesn't land because it's it's weird and dated, right? It never yeah. stops the, trying, though, yeah. right? Like, in that scene specifically, you have the like good guys and the bad guys, the prosecution and the defense, and the defense is just finding the most uh, tangent and like flimsy excuses for a defense that he can... I don't know. That works. That scene works for me. It's funny. It's it is. Little, it's in a weird spot in the movie because yeah. it's like bef- again, sort of before any of the. Well, after I guess after the first big, big fight and the, scene and the car fight scene. But it's yeah. it's it's sort of right in the center of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it provides the sort of act two um, tentpole. Uh, that is a really funny scene. That that lawyer is going for it. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's it's a pretty good satirization of the legal system. This movie also satirizes the police pretty well, and so it, it, there is something kind of interesting and subversive about the way that it's it's poking fun at uh, legal systems. Um, they keep showing the British flag flying over the police precinct behind Raymond Lee, which uh, and they're all very beholden to their uh, their. Um, Superiors, and in in interesting ways, particularly um, given Hong Kong status, uh, which is interesting. Uh, I don't know enough really to unpack that, right? But but satirizations of 
a police force and a legal system in a sort of colony is a is a really interesting mm. um, take on that. Um, particularly this this way of making it comedic is probably a pretty good way to slide um, subversive elements in there. I it, don't know if Jackie Chan was doing that. It does that somewhat, but it doesn't really ever make them overt. You know, like if one of them got a pie to the face, or one of them got kicked <laughs> in a wang, or something like totally that 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 would have been. I think I, I think that phrase for me in please. the wang, huh? Probably would have been more <laughs> uh, more effective at, at being that satirization. I mean, it, like it's very subtle if it is satirization. Um, it, I don't know. And they I'd, try to pivot on that a little bit near the end um, before Jackie Chan bear hugs the sixteen year old superintendent. Um, He's just talking about what, what you know how the the underlings within the structure of the police hierarchy are endangering their lives, endangering their families by taking on this work. And you sit behind your desk. Yeah, it's like that's very much not what this movie has ever been no. about. Uh, it is like a dirty Harry. It, it's like he he's they took exactly it from Dirty Harry. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, which sucks because like that's a that's a really regressive. This is a better movie than Dirty Harry. Yes, it easily. Is. No oh, question. Jackie Chan just wanted to like he wanted to have that scene. He wanted to act a little bit, you yeah. know, in that way. Like good for him. It's just like should have been a deleted scene. Yeah. It just has no place. The in this third movie act at all. arc of Kakui in general, where he goes renegade in order to bring down um, Chu Tao, and sort of like he he kidnaps Raymond Lee or holds him at gunpoint to get out of the office. The police kind of cooperate with him, but he, he goes rogue, right? And then at the end of the movie, they're trying to get him to stop, but he finally snaps and, and beats up uh, Chu Tao and the lawyer some more. And it sucks because it's, like, it's it's regressing to, like, how actually, like, renegade vigilante um, sort of, like... Police work. Yeah, and, and yeah. hyper-masculinity is good, and, like, yeah. not... It's it, bad. It, yeah, yeah it, right. it undermines the sort of like fun, quirky, all in this together messaging of the the first act, where it's like none of these cops know what they're doing, but uh, they're going to get there, and Kakui is going to help them. To like Kakui is the only one who knows what he's right. doing because yeah. he he's unbound by the rules, right? And the system. It becomes like, this is Kakui's world, and we're just living in it. Yeah, yeah it, it like, and I think that shows more in the marketing than uh, than in the actual movie. Is that right. like it's very much portrayed as, you know, Jackie Chan, the next big edgy, gruff action star. Which Kakui so isn't. It's not, exactly. Like that one scene where he goes, like, rails against the police and has the chief at gunpoint, Raymond, at gunpoint, and, like, he kidnaps him as an excuse to get out of the, or to get out of the police station. Uh, That's not really in the movie so much, outside of those, like, that scene and a half. And certainly not the the sort of approach towards like grittiness or mm-hmm. like a like a tortured sort of brooding dirty hairy type character it's right. just not who Kakui is there's uh an aspect of this is that i forget what the movie was called but jackie chan had made a uh an action movie with a western filmmaker and it had bombed apparently and this um just prior to making uh, police story so this was a direct response to that jackie as jackie chan wrote and, and directed it was to like correct that to like uh to make his own brand of that kind of movie that he had wanted to make of like a western influenced action film. See, I kind of like this. I like that a lot as a corrective, mm-hmm. and I even kind of like these elements in there as a corrective. And like I'm I'm being extremely charitable now, especially because if we end on a note that is not subversive and yeah. is regressive, but like I really like the idea that like actually like like the reason why these gritty movies bomb is because they're not fun and be, and because we can't relate to these sort of brooding um, 
hyper-masculine types. And so, like, the corrective is to have fun getting back to what we did in the first place, which is, like, these great kung fu set pieces yeah. that are really funny and have sort of, like, a different framework and, and um, ideology on, on who people are and how they work. Uh, and that's that's interesting, and I like it a lot. Yeah, it, it explains that to me a little bit more, uh, that, like, it had to pay that obeisance to those, like, tropes a little bit to be able to throw, like... An image of Jackie Chan wearing a suit and tie and holding a gun on the on the poster, which never happens in this movie at all. Right? Well, that poster is in the movie, which is which is also a really funny commentary, right? Because like they they make that poster when he's um, doing photo shoots, Captain America oh, style for the police shots, force. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, same same idea though. It's even better for number two, where the the number one two. of the covers for well for police story number two. Police story, story two. Police story number two is police. Yeah, that's good. Uh, no, but the, the cover for that is just Jackie Chan standing in front of a giant explosion, and uh, there's like one explosion in that movie at the very end. But it's like, yeah, I guess this is standard action movie yeah. cover. Just Photoshop him over, not Photoshop, but like you know, put him over this explosion. I just yeah. paint him. It, <laughs> the positioning of this movie, and I guess it didn't get wide release in the U.S. contemporaneously. I think it was like mostly a Chinese production and released and distributed distributed in China until it came over by home video uh, and bootleg and stuff. Um, but I'm assuming that it was to like infuse the Hong Kong, well, part of a movement to infuse to infuse the Hong Kong and Chinese film markets with like that sort of bombastic um uh very action oriented like yep. buff guy like basically give give them their uh Stallone give them their sure. uh, Schwarzenegger yeah. right yeah i wish there were watching this movie makes me kind of wish that i don't know i feel like a lot of big blockbuster yeah i like john wick but john wick is mostly there's some very dark humor in some of those action scenes but most of it's played pretty gritty kind of straight i wish there were movies that were a little more willing to mix the action with comedy. And now I'm saying, I'm like, I guess Marvel does that, but not really in the no, same they way. Not it's in not, a, good not way. as good, certainly. I mean, Jackie, um, or, God, I mean, there are Jackie good action Rick. scenes in this movie, so they're very different from the Marvel films. There's a, uh, you're uh, right, but you're not right. I think, I think uh, because Jackie Chan has stopped making these kinds of movies, I think the next, like until somebody, probably somebody from uh, Asian territories gets back into that vibe. John Wick is probably come on. That was not an offensive I thing to say. Was I didn't it? say anything. You gave Cody the side eyes. I think John, like movies like John Wick that were created and are directed by stunt people are the way that like this that this spirit continues, right? Because like John Wick, I'm thinking of a scene from John Wick three where it's one of the first. It's like the first guy who tries to kill John Wick. He kills him in a library, beats the shit out of him, breaks his ne- neck against a book, and then with a book. The book back on the shelf. And the, there's the pencil yeah. stuff and yeah. there's the, the belt in the first act where they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. give me the belt. And then in the third act, John Wick uses the belt. Um, so yeah, there is some of that. But but I think, uh, Aaron, you're right in that like, uh, yeah, first Dude, first time I've ever said that. I've, 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 I've actually, I've always been right. So um, I don't know why this... Grittiness, grittiness and sort of like like really dark drama, as it has a way of, of sort of um, so, uh, sort of not watering down, but but like um, becoming monotone and and losing a lot of the I don't know why I keep going back to cooking metaphors, but like the flavors that sure. that really funny kung fu action movies can have yeah. that that these movies really tend to bring out instead. Like I I think I really feel like 
like high action movies are better suited for comedy than they are for drama in a lot yeah. of ways. And I think that's kind of something that this movie understands that a lot of movies don't understand now. It's just that like you're not losing the the impactfulness and the sort of um uh power of high action sequences when they're funny. In fact they're better when they're funny, right? And like yeah. that's something that, that like is maybe um, counterintuitive because we have movies like The Raid Redemption where like like badassness and sort of grit and Just chugging monster and, and high action playing Call of Duty. seem like they're they're like um, they should be as- affiliated with yeah. one another. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the case, and so I, I yeah. guess long story short, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't know. I, I feel like especially with a lot of modern. I'll, I'll say at least American action movie filmmaking, uh, there is a trend to have the movie try to make some sort of meta-analysis or, like, critique of the violence in the film, whereas, like, there's not really that in Police Story. It's, like, it feels cheap, but, like, I kind of prefer the Police Story style of action where it's, like, yeah, it's kind of fascist and bullshit and we're supposed to sympathize with the police in this movie, but also... I don't know. I'm willing to do that every once in a while in a movie, despite how cheap that may feel. Right? I mean, it char- it's characterized differently from Kakui, and I think yeah. that, like we said, it's in- it's not fully successful because they they end up trading on the same sort of regressive, uh, hyper masculine trope that uh, Western movies tend to by the end of the movie. I mean, but it's, like, it's a diplomatic immunity has been revoked. Like, yeah. it's that. It's but but when weapon. we have Kakui, the the lovable doofus, doing these scenes, it's like it it frames the entire not only the scene but the the violence itself is framed differently right mm-hmm. it's framed yeah. as something sort of creative and expressive as opposed to something um oppressive and uh destructive yeah uh, or it can be um and i like i think that that's why this is wow we're way out there now but like that's why i take issue to with so much of like the the um i can't remember the one guy i like femme freak a lot i <laughs> oh jonathan mcintosh yeah jonathan mcintosh's terrible takes on um john or not john wick uh, mad max and how like all violence is doing one thing and so you can't make a feminist movie using violence or you can't make a creative or expressive movie using violence that's horseshit because it's right in- inherently indulgent in like a male power in, fantasy. in male power fantasy that's bullshit right because violence can be a tool that you use for all sorts of things like in this movie you can make it creative and expressive mm-hmm. and sort of um uh for self-definition in really empowering ways including for women uh there should be more female-led kung fu movies, I guess. Uh, Shout outs to Mulan. This is, yeah, Mulan. Did you see the trailer for yeah, that? Yeah, looks good. Out? Looks okay. It does look good. Um, I saw The Villainous. I was literally just about uh, to ask you if you saw The Villainous. Yeah, that was good. Um, I Lady Snowblood? No, no, I still need to watch that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Vengeance. The Villainous has some great uh, action sequences. Um, like, not an amazing film, but like a good two hours. Well worth your time. I mentioned Bye Bust on our... Uh, yeah, the raid episode. Mm-hmm. I, th- I since watched that, and it has some pretty good female-led action scenes. Kill Bill, female. I was, I was gonna, like, do I'm, I say? Kill oh, Bill? I fucking yeah. love Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Sorry, Kill I don't Bill. like Mad Max Fury Road. I don't yeah. like Tarantino very much. Kill Bill one and two are amazing movies. My yeah. favorite Tarantino's, I think. I think they're okay really? for me too. Yeah, maybe. Oh. I like yeah. Pulp Fiction. Uh, I disagree. Yeah, I love pizza rolls. I think I'm gonna cut us off unless. Yeah, we've been talking a long time. Is everybody everybody good for me to cut the supply? Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, well, thank thank you very much for listening to Try Love. I am Jason. I'm Aaron. I'm Cody. I'm Harry. You can find us at Try Love Podcast on Twitter. But until then, we'll probably have another episode on what Police Story Two coming next. Police mm-hmm. Story Poop. Not to 
You're saying that like we're not going to record it, but we're going to record it, man. Right now, baby. We've got, we have all got guns. We are going to hold you hostage to record it. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Shantytown.